0: Love
1: Talk Radio Enter the zone The prophecy zone Your end time watchman Bringing you light in a dark world Where truth is rivaled with a lie And the matrix is normal life Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity so be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days, so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the Prophecy Zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy, so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ.
2: Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong. I'd like to welcome y'all to the show on this 4th of July night in the Pacific Northwest, um, I am today coming to y'all live as the fireworks are still going on and people's personal properties and uh, parking lots across Airway Heights, Washington, uh, <laughs> so people are still out here and it looks still smoky uh, as the night progresses and uh, just sitting here with y'all tonight. I didn't I don't have no coffee or nothing like that, but I do have a couple of drinks next to me. Um, just like to um y'all had a nice uh fourth of July and uh I'm glad y'all can join me. It is a blessing to have y'all here today. Um today's show was just um me um talking about the United States Uh, and our soon future, unfortunately, bad news. Um, A lot of people are asking, where is the United States in Bible prophecy? Is it in uh, Isaiah 18, where it um, talks about a nation that's far, they send ambassadors far away who is split by the rivers, uh, you have to work really hard for that, but this is this uh, is sort of my opinion today. But I am li- looking at the Bible. I guess you can call it interpretation, but I hate to say it's my own personal interpretation. But I might. I'm I'm pretty much uh, on the verge of saying I am using common sense because without common sense, you have what no sense. Actually, you do have sense, but it's not good sense. Common sense tells me that if the United States was the number one country or even close to it, then they would have a say-so and they would be well represented. Because um, Ezekiel 38 and 39, if you study it hard enough, uh, well enough, you'll notice that uh, the country to the far north of Israel cannot be Syria. So, in other words, the the uh, the explanation that it can be Syria, because people are saying, well, Syria or Turkey is the leader of the Magog invasion, but it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't hold any water. Uh, But what does hold water is when the Bible says that uh, the country that is leading the pack to destroy Israel is to the far north. Uh, So things that don't make sense in the Bible, you have to study. But things that are plain and clear, you have to still study to get it right. So line upon line, piece up upon piece up, um, here a little, there a little. Um, we have to study to make sure we get it right. But common sense says that the United States is not a strong superpower anymore. Well, how do you know that? Well, how do you know that? Because they're not there. You have to work hard to put the United States in there. Everybody that I've seen tried to say, well, United States is there. They were willing to take a crippled United States just to point out that, hey, we're still there and we can make a comeback. No, you're not going to make a comeback. Because the Bible does not say United States makes a comeback the eagle with wings who sits on the Pacific Isles, whose lady holds a torch in her right arm and it was given to them. You know, they he was, came up with some type of a. Uh, God has a way of getting us uh, getting us to understand. And um I I I see that um uh, my brother um uh Irvin Baxter um is making Daniel chapter 7, he's making the case that those beasts are Britain, Germany, United States and somebody else, and Russia. And it just doesn't make any sense, folks how could that be when daniel tells um at least for daniel chapter two he says you are that head of gold talking about babylon and we know through history that babylon was defeated by the medes and the persians and we know that the medes and persians were defeated by uh greece and we know that greece uh was taken over, at least was partially in later history, um the world empire was the Roman Empire. And then we know that there will be a revived Roman Empire. Same thing with Daniel chapter seven and the beast and leopard and all that other stuff. We know that Alexander the Great is the leopard with four wings. What does the four wings represent? Maybe we know it represents being swift, quick. The lion. The lion does not represent Britain. Now, I'm not saying it arrogantly. I'm just saying you guys would rather buy that than buy. I mean, I'm a simpleton. I don't have a college degree where it comes to religion. I don't have a college degree. I'm a simple person. And everybody wants to say, well, we only take people with degrees to make, you know, or somebody who written a book. Well, I'm telling you all now, I'm I'm not that person. But God has given me some type of, you know what? I'm gonna tell y'all this. People probably say, well, the prophecy zone hasn't got, you know, that much numbers and all this stuff. I'm home with my kids. I'm waiting for my the Lord wills and He come and give me the fund. But I'm waiting for my my, my five year old to go to go to uh well my four year old to go to school next year and then, then we can uh, we can afford one, you know, daycare. So we can't afford we're not gonna be able to afford two daycare. So right now I make enough money where i'm good to go but if i had a job we'd be making a lot of money but it's not about money it's about being here with my kids anyway but um if i had if my kids were in, in in school and then i had the time to do a ministry yeah i would have a good ministry because my numbers are pretty darn good but does it really matter about the numbers does it really matter i mean does it matter that that i i i mean you you can hey you don't have to my word for it go out and study for yourself but i am telling y'all tonight that there are people out there who are preaching the god uh, 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 um, bible prophecy who got who got the interpretation just i'm too much i can say it, uh, can i say it proudly God resists the proud, (laughs) give grace to the humble. So I'm not saying it mean. I'm just saying you got a worldwide ministry, and you're telling people the United States is one of the 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 beast uh, in in the Bible. The United States is nowhere to be seen. Not I mean, it's there. It has to be there because we are the biggest uh, gospel evangelistical. Uh, country that ever existed. So, did we go into the one world government? And that's what I believe. Looking at the looking at the stage now, looking at what uh, the world looks like now, looking at geopolitics. Looking at the uh, e- economy, looking at all the, the saying that we our economy has a fiat money system where the dollar bills worth nothing, and you can go in a ho- go to the bank and buy a house, and they just uh, say presto changeo, the money's there when the money is not actually there. Hmm. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back.
0: October 30, 1991, President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17.8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's
1: online blog at johnmcternan.name.
2: So, I'm back. So, what was I saying is that there's a lot of different interpretations of the Bible, and you can't get past that. I'm on Facebook trading for like a a couple of days, and already um, somebody's got their peanut butter in my jelly or my um, peanut butter in my uh, chocolate, whatever that commercial is. Which is good. Some people say well we are we're there to help each other out, but we're not. We are on Facebook to exercise our own pride. And a lot of us are there to post post for iron sharpens iron. But a lot of us are out there to uh, to get to be heard to get our um our um what do you call it our ego stroked um James and John came up to Jesus uh and one and one of the one of the gospels said his mom, their mom sent them or something something like that but anyway uh James and John came up to Jesus and said master let it be so that one of us sit at your right hand and one of us sit at your left hand so pride was back and remember, pride was back then. And remember the um, the other disciples were mad. And sometimes I kind of look at look at. Uh, sometimes I look at Facebook in that way. A lot of people come on Facebook, and they want to share, but they do it with with the license. In the pattern on prophecy, and I guess I I told the person in the tread that hey I guess I am kind of getting a little bit of prideful myself, and I apologized, and they couldn't understand why I apologized, but I was apologizing because I said it always and I say it again I'm not on there trying to be right, but then I get prideful and arrogant when I'm trying to prove the point that I'm not there on there trying to be right. So, um, who has the magic key? scripture. The Holy Spirit does. Um, I'm here tonight and this is just me just sharing with y'all a few things tonight before I say good night. And this is what is going on in the news today could be setting the stage for the rapture of the church and the Antichrist to be revealed. And what we've seen in Syria could be the rise of the Assyrians or the Antichrist. And what is going on in the world today cannot make a true Christian more excited than they can ever possibly be in the past right now. We are sitting on the edge of History. And history seems to be coming to a close. And if you look at the decade from 2010 to 2020, there was things that were written to say that this decade will be the decade of war and death. Or at least war. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. It's like a, a a person who studied for a test you know you study for a test and and you study for a test well enough uh, that you just aced it but when you when you picked up the test uh, the first time you had trouble in class and you had to you know it, it, it took the first not this test but the test before this you had troubles and all of a sudden you buckled down and you got going and and you studied and you plugged away and then you study and then you did better on the test and then you didn't do so hot on the next test and then you did okay on the next test and then you didn't do so hot on the next test. So you did the final, you study so hard for the final exam and all of a sudden you come out and you get the test and you say, Man, I know this stuff and you get it and you come and you get your grade back and it's like a it's like a, a three point oh and you thought you was gonna get like a two point six. Doesn't that make you feel good? Well, it's the same thing with Bible prophecy. I've been studying Bible prophecy for fifteen years. Now, I can't say I've been on the air for fifteen for fifteen or you know thirteen, fifteen years, but I know I can tell y'all this. The, I got. I, I, I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the end times. I'm looking at what's going on. I'm looking at the time that we're in, and I can. I can't tell y'all a time that matches this time that we're living in now. It is exciting time to be alive. If you are a true Christian. Now, if you got a relative that is getting offensive because you say Jesus is coming back and they have no idea of what time it is, then I caution you. I caution you to pray for that person. Pray for them that their eyes be open because The urgency is very important, folks. That the urgency to be aware and awake that the devil goes around like a roaring lion, and this is not a game. A lot of church members treat this as a game. I mean, and and I'm I'm not saying it literally; they treat it as you know, like hockey or or basketball. But a lot of people treat this as a game. We have to engage in the war. The Bible says in Isaiah that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. What does that mean? That if the devil tries to tempt you in any way, if he tries to seduce you with seducing spirits, doctrines of demons. Now, seduction can come in many ways. Folks, it could be a pretty woman walking down the street with a a tight dress on. Seduction can come with many video games. Seduction can come with a job fair. Go, going, the only thing I'm thinking about is my job, and God is second, or God can help me, but here, God help me, please, and then don't talk to him for the rest of the week, or oh, heck, the rest of the month, a year. God is a bystander. He is, he is convenience. He is my Santa Claus. He is my abracadabra. He makes things go away, even though they were going to go away in the first place. If God is your sugar daddy, oh, tell him that he he better give you this. It is according to his Bible. He you, he promised you. He has to do it. He don't have to do nothing. That what make him God. There ain't no promises that you could tie him to in sub salvation. Now, there's pretty pretty. Yeah, he's gonna keep his promise. But as far as when he has, to, you know, when, okay. So if he says, "I promise you, I will, will supply all your needs." So what do you talk about? Somebody in Africa that's poor. So when my needs are my wants, so should he supply all my needs or all my wants or both? Yeah, he's going to give you both. But how do you explain somebody in Africa? How do you explain someone? that lives in Africa who is poor, or somebody lives in Arkansas who is poor, heck. God will supply everything, but I noticed something in Proverbs It talks a lot about the poor. It talks about, blessed is he when you're the, the poor. I'd rather be a bookkeeper in the house of God than a doggone living in a palace with a bunch of angry fools. That's what, and the Bible didn't say that, but I can point out something like that. God loves us. God loves the world that he gave his only begotten son. He cares for us. He cares for you. He loves you enough that you're sitting here ordained on this night to be or on this recording on the archives to be listening to the show. God says to his people, he will not leave you or forsake you. God has a wonderful plan for each and every one of us, and it starts in his word. If we're going to interpret prophecy, we still have to go to his word, and we still have to ask for vision, ask for clarity. Now, I want to share something with y'all tonight, but like I say, I don't own the patents on Bible prophecy. If I get it wrong on who I think the antichrist is, am I still saved? If I get it wrong on who I believe that um the the, the beast out of the sea in Revelation 13, Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 2, the statue, if I get those wrong, am I still saved? <laughs> Now, if I get what is in Galatians chapter one, if anyone preaches any other gospel, this, they are a curse. Meaning when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says, cursed is a man who hangs on a tree. So he took and bore the penalty for our sins on the cross. For us, for me and you, my friend, he died for me and you. So, we have to come to a conclusion that God is everything, and he is the of scripture. Now, if I tell you that Juan Carlos of Spain is the Antichrist, and, and Billy White, Steve Johnson's end of the Antichrist, am I going to hell? No. Now, the Bible did say one thing about revelations, though. If you add to my word or take away from my word, what is he talking about? Let's start with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's start with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's start with the king of the universe. Let's start with oh uh they've been saying Jesus is coming since the forefathers fell asleep. He's always been coming. Let's just say the things in revelations should not be taken out. And the things in Revelation should not be put in. I know a preacher uh, who says that we are in the sixth seal or the seventh seal. I know preachers to tell you that we're going to be in the tribulation period. The Christians are not going to be taken out. And I know some people who say Christians are going to be taken out. So somebody's taking the church in, putting the church in the tribulation. Somebody's taking them out. which is it? Please tell me. I want to know. Please let me know. Please. I want to know. But we don't own the patents on Bible processing. Now, according to uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ we do own the patent on salvation and I explain to you that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved we have to take him at his promise so yeah we do own the patents to that we do so we can't say that we don't hold to the truth that Jesus has saved us. We own the pattern of that because we take it that we are a children of God and we have inheritance. What well, it says in Ephesians chapter 1 that we have blessings in heavenly places. That's awesome. You can't beat that. You can't beat that at all, folks. You're probably going to hear it double speak because I'm I'm going on my channel to pull out my, um, here we go. I got got hear ball talk radio. If I don't stop it in time, I stopped it. So we're good. We're good. But Jesus is coming soon. And that's what I'm going to be doing. My, uh, Preaching on, I have to be announced on there. But uh, Jesus is coming soon. I have my title is to be announced. Please check out my website at www.propheciesonradio.blogspot.com, and also um, uh, www.propheciesonradio.com. And I got to start updating those. But just give me a little visit to let me know you're listening. Uh, I show sure will appreciate it. Uh, now, I, I am talking about interpretation of the Bible right now. But uh, I want to start right quick talking for the rest of the show um, about where we are. And what I expect after July 4th than this day. So please stand by. I can't chew gum and walk at the same time. So I have to. I'm just leaving a message to one of the. one of the Facebook groups, and they like you to um, put a um, description, but I don't have a description because I, I just jumped on here. I thought I was watching the fireworks, and uh, I forgot that my show was supposed to start at 11 o'clock. I didn't forget. I was trying to change it when I was there on my cell phone, and uh, I couldn't do it. But I finally got around to uh, getting back home and uh, doing... The show. So I am I'm grateful that I was I'm able to do the show right now. Um but um who should we be looking for? Um should we be looking for the <clears throat> excuse me. Should we be looking for the Antichrist or Jesus Christ? Titus two thirteen says we should be looking for Jesus Christ. So I'm, I'm gonna nail that down to y'all right now. Right now, I'm looking for Jesus Christ. I'm not looking for the Undertaker. I'm taking. I'm looking for the Upper Taker. I'm looking for Jesus Christ to come in the skies and take us out of here. But uh, if he doesn't, then I will be prepared also to stay here and die for my Lord. But at the same time, hope is a wonderful thing. And that's what I'm hoping for—that Jesus Christ will come back. Now, what 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 is what should we be looking for, according to the Word of God? Well, right now, I want to talk to y'all about. And, and and the next show I'm entitled—I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna start off from the get go talking about this, but I I'm, I'm gonna entitle the next show and this the rest of this show, uh, the Rosh Hashanah and Russia invasion. So I'll call it the Rosh Hashanah Russian Invasion. And the reason why I call it that is because of this. There is word that Israel is going to strike Iran sometime before the election. It looks that way. However, Israel may never get around to it. And I repeat, Israel will never get around to it because God will smack Iran. Now, draw this picture. Today is July 4th. Everybody's smelled the dust and the smoke of firecrackers and fireworks. Everybody's eating barbecue and hamburgers and ice cream and cake and all these things and, and it's had parties. Some people fought today. Some people made out today. Some people had a baby today. Some, some people um, went to the beach, so forth and so on, it Was oblivion. No idea what's coming. One Fourth of July, if it's not this one, will, will be to that resolve. No one knows these things are coming. But... What I see from reading Bible and studying Bible prophecy, off and on for 15 years, what I see is a Russian invasion as a surprise on Rosh Hashanah. Not this. Not it doesn't doesn't have to be this Rosh Hashanah. It can be Rosh Hashanah five years from here. But given the climate, it's probably not. Folks, you're not going to know when Jesus is coming. So if you got another five years and you got people eating each other, how much What else do you have to have? <laughs> that settles the is- issue, so the show's over. Good night, everybody. I'm going to take a quick break, and I want to come back, and I want to talk more about the War of Rosh Hashanah. I'll be back. Damascus, behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. The
1: cities of Aruah are forsaken; they shall be for flocks which shall lie down, and none shall make
2: them afraid. The fortress also shall cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They shall be as the glory of the children of Israel, saith the Lord of hosts. And in that day it shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob shall be made thin, and the fatness of his flesh shall wax lean. And it shall be as when the harvest man gathereth the corn, and
1: reapeth the ears with his arm. And it shall be as he that gathereth ears in the valley of Rephaim.
2: Yet gleaning grapes shall be left in it, as the shaking of an olive tree, two or three berries in the top of the uppermost bough, four or five in the outmost fruitful branches thereof, saith the Lord God of Israel. At that day shall a man look to his Maker, and his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel. And he shall not look to the altars, the
1: work of his hands not... He For the
0: wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Congratulations, Jesus, our Lord. Your of name is a prophet, on Block Talk Radio.
3: No objection. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Plans, rumors, and war propaganda for attacking Syria and disposing Assad has been around for many months. This past week, however, it was reported that the Pentagon indeed was finalizing plans to do just that. In my opinion, all the evidence to justify this attack is bogus. It is no more credible than the pretext given for the 2003 invasion of Iraq or for the 2011 attack on Libya. The total waste of those wars should cause us to pause before this all-out effort at occupation and regime change is initiated against Syria. There are no national security concerns that require such a foolish escalation of violence in the Middle East. There should be no doubt that our security interests are best served by completely staying out of the internal strife now raging in Syria. We are already too much involved in supporting the forces within Syria anxious to overthrow their current government. Without outside interference, the strife now characterized as a civil war, would likely be non-existent. Whether or not we attack yet another country occupying it and setting up a new regime that we hope we can control poses a serious constitutional question. For where does a president get such authority? Since World War II, the proper authority to go to war has been ignored. It has been replaced by international entities like the United Nations and NATO, or the president himself.
2: Okay, so that was Ron Paul and uh his uh, feelings on uh Syria. Should we go to war with Syria? Should NATO go in to Syria like they did Libya and Egypt? And the answer to the question is astounding, no. They shouldn't. I mean, heck, man, this is just my opinion, but you got millions of babies dead from abortion since who knows when. Uh, Should they go in to uh, take out Assad? Well, I say yeah because I want Bible prophecy to be fulfilled, but um, Damascus, I'm praying to God that Israel gives uh, Damascus a warning, its citizens a warning, before they fire uh, fire the neutron bomb and drop it on these people. Uh, Shame on us for wishing Damascus was taken out. We need to pray for the people there. There are Christians there also. We don't want our Christian brothers and sisters being fried chicken. Uh, I'm not being mean, but I'm just saying, man, y'all, you you can't be no meaner than sitting up here uh, being happy because Damascus is going to be taken out. <clears throat> you pray that uh, Israel drop leaflets or some type of uh, message out of a plane or do something, put it on the television, <clears throat> that Damascus is going to get taken out or have the people move further west or further east or whatever. Um, before you drop it. So I'm praying that happens. I'm, I'm on Israel's side. Uh, I, I believe in uh, Genesis chapter 12. If you bless Israel, you get blessed. If you curse Israel, you get cursed. I believe, I believe that God's people are his chosen people. And I think they are here for such a time as this. <clears throat> That's an understatement. <clears throat> They're God's people. So he chose them. I any problem with Israel. Matter of fact, they have so much restraint. It's people get on in Israel, the Jewish people, for so much stuff. But, man, if that was the United States and they were shooting over rockets, the United States would have been done something. If Israel exercised so much restraint, it's almost make me want to vomit. I would have been, somebody come into my house like that, I would have been doing something. I mean, literally, just, I mean, I've been studying Bible prophecy for 15 years, folks. That really becomes upsetting when you think that Jesus is coming back because you know the Jewish people can't take too much of this crap and they're still taking it. But you know what? That's about to change. You know, that's about to change very quickly. So, this Damascus is going to get people take off enough to say what is in the Bible? Is, is people going to be going after the Jewish people soon because of Damascus? Well, we have to stay tuned for that. But I can tell you from what I see, it's about to be some exciting months or weeks. Folks, we ain't got no more than 24. 24 is a max. And somebody asked me, why do you believe 24? You pick that number. Because I'm just saying, I've been watching Bible prophecy on and off for 15 years. mostly, even when I wasn't on, I was listening, thinking about Bible prophecy. I was thinking about Bible prophecy. And so you never stop thinking about it. So, yeah, I was listening to Bible prophecy for a while. And uh I'm looking at Bible prophecy for a while and I just cannot tell y'all I cannot I mean I can I can I can tell y'all beyond a shot of a doubt twenty four months is too much. But I do this is what my heart's telling me. This is what my heart's telling me. My heart is telling me that we are weeks away from things happening. We are weeks away. It's not days away. My heart is telling me that, and uh, you got to be ready, folks. Whoever's listening to this radio program, we got no big numbers to, to say that. If you're listening to this radio show, get saved. Get 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 go to Jesus at night. Get go to Jesus at day. Go to Jesus when you when you're at work. Go to Jesus when you when you're at play. Go to Jesus while you're driving. Go to Jesus while you're on the bus on a, at the mall on the tallest dude. Go to Jesus. Just ask God, hey, I, I need you, Jesus. I need you. I need you as my Savior. I need peace. I don't have peace. If you don't have peace, Jesus was the Prince of Peace. He can give you that peace. Ask him, Lord, or, or or Jesus, into my heart and be my Savior. Be my Lord and Savior. And let me walk daily. Give me the strength to walk daily with you. Jesus is real, folks. He's real as those firecrackers that y'all was doing tonight. He's as real as the person sitting right next to you. God is an awesome God. He's <clears throat> he's real. I get tired of pe- I just get tired of people watching people, you know, not really taking God seriously. And then we get we get so involved. People on Blog Talk Radio and, and but on the internet, we get so evolved to try to butter people up that we don't express the fact that quit playing with God. Time's short. And even if time was not short for the world, time could have been short for you. I remember looking at the documentary about Left Eye uh, from TLC, a group, and uh, man, they ju- you just don't know when you're going to die. You can be rich as all outdoors. It doesn't matter. That stuff is not... She will tell you that right now. She can talk to you right now. She can get out of hell or wherever she's at. She's going to tell you, look, don't come here. Don't come here. And there's a lot of people down there right now saying to their families, please, if I can tell you this, don't come here. Please don't come here. Now I don't know that they got a revelation of Jesus Christ down there. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. But that's sad folks. So so this is what I wanna do. I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell y'all, um that I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the shows and I'm gonna do I'm I am going to do i my heart is leaning towards doing a show some shows like on Mondays, at least about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I I want, I want to do a show at least twice a week. And then I want to, I want on Sundays, we're going to have a guest come on. Uh, and I'm going to have brother Marcus from, um, fine, fine, uh, 88 on YouTube. And he's going to come on as a co-host. Hopefully I can get him on. And, um, I'm gonna have Susan Pooey. I'm gonna ask Susan Pooey to, to come on on Fridays, and we can talk about the gospel in the morning before we do a Friday morning. And um, man, and, I, and then I'm, I'm gonna be doing a lot of shows on just updating y'all what's going on. And we're gonna particularly read the news and go off. The, of course, you're to, uh, go off the Word of God, but we're gonna read the news and, and decipher what's going on. Um, we're gonna stay in one box because I got a ten tension of of going outside the box, um, and and talking about five different things like I'm a, a, a octopus stuff. So I kind of like to stay in one position in one spot. I just kind of like surface whatever comes to mind, and I lean on the Holy Spirit, but I don't think I pray enough for preparation. So that's what I want to start doing is praying enough to get preparation uh, for the show. Because if I don't, if you don't pray, the Bible says in um, Psalms 127, if the God is not the builder, the builder labors in vain. If he's not the guard, the guard guards in vain. In other words, if Jesus is not doing it. And what I do is I kind of still lean on Jesus still, but I want to pray. I want to pray and get prayed up. And I don't really, some, sometimes I'm so busy trying to pray, trying to figure out how to pray for other people, and I still struggle how to do that. So, man, so many people need help. You know what? I'm going to talk about prayer. We're going to have a show just about, just about prayer. Because <laughs> I think, this is high up. I think if I say pray for everybody in California, that's bad. Because I don't know all the names. I heard somebody say, if you don't know the names, don't pray. Well, if you don't know the names, don't pray, pray for everybody in India. That'll work. They they get saved. Can you go wrong? See, I battle with stupid stuff like that. Should I pray for my cousins? Because they're my cousins. Isn't that kind of selfish? I should be praying for somebody else's cousin. Now, you pray for everybody you can think of. Pray for the president. Well, he's he's he believes in homosexual. I don't care. Pray for pray for gay people. I got a friend. One of my son my son's um, relatives. One of them is a cross dresser. Pray for pray for that person. I don't judge that person. I went to a party. I mean, I do judge, but it's a different type of judge. People. I don't go as a critical spirit. I go as a as a as a person who, man, I, I want them to go to heaven when they die. I've done too much in my life to be judging somebody like that. I do judge them and say, man, you crazy. Talk to the dress and them lipstick? I do. It's kind of weird. That's a whole different show by itself. We got to make that judgment good, folks. There is, there is a judgment that we need to make. Because you're not making no proper judgment. You can say, that's not my point. Anyway, I'm gonna make up a dog on things, so I have to man. I have to buy me a thing, so I got so many things. I got so many coming on things. Sometimes is ridiculous. I have to get one to go off. So I apologize, but God bless y'all. Y'all have a wonderful. Uh, I was gonna say New Year, wow. It's not the New Year. Fourth of July. fifth of July. Having enough. Hey, hey, but put on y'all seatbelts. It's about to get rocking. Put on your seatbelts, all right? So, uh, pray that y'all be found worthy. Uh, Luke 21. Button your your seatbelts, folks. God bless. <laughs>
1: God bless.